Welcome everyone to the this new episode. Today we have an, a spectacular guest. His name is actually he he liked to call Bless Ark, and is actually from 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 India. And welcome. Hey Max, thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm just gonna do a little introductions for the one that you that don't know you. Uh, Rishav Wadwa is a YouTuber and a content creator. He graduated an architect in 2018, and since then he has been working on Instagram and YouTube channels, both called, both called Bless Arc, to create content in all the, around the field of architecture. With a following of more than 70,000 on YouTube, and create videos that can help to the young students and professionals navigate into the field of architecture by getting advice and an expertise of architects working all around the globe. So welcome to the show. I'm very happy to have you. I am a big fan of your work and I am very looking forward for this conversation. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. I, I, I would like to start with, 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 with your name. I love the word blessed because yeah. for me it's very powerful. I would like to know the reason behind it. Why uh, do you think they're blessed? And what is your channel like that, uh, called like that? Um, so, I mean, I started Blessed back in 2014. So I was still in my second year. And, um, you know, the arc part is obviously from architecture, from architects. So that is where the arc part comes from. The blessed part of it, you know, I have always, always felt um, a certain amount of, of grace in my life. Maybe it's my outlook towards life, but I, I always, in hindsight, everything looks like it, it came as a blessing, whether there were good things or bad things, because there's always things to learn from anything that happens to you in life. And, you know, keeping that in mind, and I've, I've always sort of felt blessed and I randomly picked up the name and joined these two us together, Blessed Ark. I don't think I was consciously thinking about it much, but, you know, it was just, I want this name and the next day I think I started my channel with that very name. And, and I think that it's very powerful because I really, I really respect when you are very deciding the life and you decide to be someone. And the fact that you are put, you, you put your name the word blessed, I think it it made you the path to be blessed. And you basically are saying, I, I am blessed. I'm, I'm not going to be blessed in the future. I'm blessed already. And my whole life will be consist in this idea that I'm blessed. And I'm thinking that this is really related to, to happiness, you know, because for me, happiness actually is to feel blessed. Because when you are very blessed, but do you think that you are blessed and you are grateful about the, the things in your life? It's almost impossible to not feel happy. And at the end, it's like a cooperation of the things, you know, if you, if you feel, if you feel grateful about everything that is around you, everything is like, uh, consistent in that idea. True. I think, I mean, everything around you, there is one thing we don't realize for any individual person there's no objective viewing you are looking at things from your perspective just like everybody else has theirs you're looking things looking at things from your perspective so it just when you are grateful in life when you are 
certain have a certain joy in life your perspective becomes a little more joyous towards things so now when you're looking at everything around you it just appears sweeter it's still an appearance you're still creating that inside of you it might not be joyful outside but it's your perspective that matters on an individual level and 100%. also you know um, so i'm a big oprah fan every sunday super soul sunday the like put it on and listen to that podcast and it even that bless part and and what you were talking about at the start uh, she the she has a definition for luck which is you know hard work meeting preparation sorry preparation meeting opportunity so basically you know the preparation part is your work is all that you can do the opportunities part is not always in your hand you know and a lot of times i don't know if people believe in it or not you know a lot of times things come to you in certain ways that are much bigger than what how you can physically do them like 100%. you might not have a hand in how they're coming to you you will have a hand in preparing for them you will have a hand in all the hard work that you can do like everything that you can do is still in your hands beyond that how things come to you is not and i think the blessed part is is sort of uh let's say a notion to that and that is why the grace and blessings that's that's amazing i really share that uh, perspective and i would like to talk about uh the beginning of your how do you begin in all this uh content creation journey First let's start with architecture. When or how did you know that architecture was for you? Um I think I decided back in 10th standard that I wanted to do architecture. Why I'm not sure. I think it was just uh you know there's this simplistic notion of architecture bringing together the arts and the sciences. I uh, I was really fascinated by that idea and I think back in 10th standard I decided uh that i wanted to do architecture and so i sort started preparing for it after that although i would just say this you know i was talking to people all around the world the architectural degree around the world is not a five years degree usually it is for most of the people that i've talked to it's usually three years and then there are two more years of masters that they do and if people do not want to continue into the profession after three years they don't do a masters and maybe go for something allied in in india it's a five year course like the bachelor course itself so one you getting into the course when you're 18 you get out of the course you you already you know taken five whole years and uh, it also becomes difficult to change a profession after that so but i had decided back in 10th i had not grasped com- grasped completely what the profession holds because you can't without entering it without you know even in school what you learn in school is much different from what is out there in the field because in the school you're learning just how to design in the field you realize that learning how to design is maybe 25% of the whole thing that you have to do now you have to uh, you need to start learning about the business aspect of it the practical aspect of it talking to people coordinating site work all of that takes 75% of your time and energy when you are out in the field 
so um anyway i mean back then whatever i thought 10th standard i decided and that is why i had gone on to pursue architecture that's interesting you know um in and i think that architecture is a powerful career and because the 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 capability that you have to create things is indescribable by words and i think that that's the reason that architects likes uh, a lot of drawing because it's an extension of how you perceive the reality into into your mind and it's an extension of how you can communicate your ideas into into some uh, little uh, sketches that you do in, in the paper. And I think that that process of creation, it's very interesting because all the people have different uh, process of creation. I would like to know what is your process of creation? Did you get inspired in something or what is your starting point to create in a story or to create a, a, a video? Strange way, sometimes, Uh, you know, it's just me thinking randomly about stuff. Sometimes I'm just researching. Sometimes a lot of my video ideas come from my friends when we're randomly discussing things, discussing about life. And, you know, ever since you've graduated, uh, you, I mean, you don't talk as frequently as you used to once you graduate. But whenever you talk, it's like a long conversation. You have a meaningful talk. It's scarce, but it's, more qualitative and uh, you know so when we're talking also there are some ideas that come up people you know and because now all of my classmates have gone on to different parts of the world even if I have to invite people sometimes they recommend me they know that person and then they sort of so all that also happens but it is it is quite I don't have a particular way of how the especially the idea part comes to me it just comes it is It, that is the blessed part of blessed art. It comes, but you know, once it does, uh, it. I love to research. I genuinely think one of the strongest suits that I have is research. I can research the shit out of anything, and I think that is one of the main qualities. Uh, it 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 helps me learn things faster. If I have to learn something, a new software for making my video, I learn it. Because I know, uh, you know, this particular thing can only be done by this and there's no other way. Learn it and let's get it done. So, you know, most of, but most of my initial part of a video that you were talking about is, uh, is research, is diving deep into understanding the topic, understanding what it's about, getting different perspectives. Also looking at if... There's a big part in just like any other field to look at different things. You look at the practical sides of video making as well is you're not free to use anything and everything on the internet. So a lot of topics, I also see whether I have source material images and everything that are copyright free or, you know, there are a lot of ideas that are just stuck out because I cannot gather the visual aspect of that video to present it. And so I have to just let it go. There is no, I can't physically now fly to some place, especially in COVID. I can't go and get pictures of anything. So, you know, a lot of stuff goes like that. But the the core of how I start anything is, is research. 
yes, and actually, I was listening to the episode of that you do of the story of Bianca Ingos, and I was surprised how do you uh, grab different parts of his life and you put it together in a very smooth way that you can really explain an idea of how is your storytelling. It's your that the story that of him in a storytelling that you can really uh, grab the attention of the people. And from that, I would like to go into, into, into the YouTube topic because I think there have been a crazy stage for a thousand of million people. What do you consider that is the best and the worst thing of YouTube as a YouTube creator? Oh, um, that's an interesting question. What, what is the best and the worst thing? Hmm. I, I'll start with the worst because it is at the top of my head right now. And I mean, I don't... So I'll tell you, you know, my audience compared to a lot of creators out there, the audience that I have is, is a very sweet audience. And this, I think Mariana had also told me once when we were discussing, she's like, you have the sweetest audience out there because... I don't get many mean comments. I don't get many. Uh, it's if, if even if people disagree with me, it's all, you know, they state their points. They put it in a nice way. Even if somebody's rude to me, I learned this from my ex boss. It's like, even if somebody's rude to you, you don't need to be rude to them back. You can say politely. And once you, I mean, reply to them politely. I mean, they, they also in a way disarm and talk to you politely after that. So, but I think um, one thing about YouTube that I do not like, and it's just, it, it creates a lot of pressure for a lot of creators because of the hatred that is around and people feel free to, you know, uh, voice their dislike for a video uh, in, and it, it's, it, it is for a, it, it doesn't happen to me. I'm just talking about it as a, as a viewer on YouTube, but I've seen it, it getting to a lot of people. And so that is one thing I do not like. It is on every social media platform and it will remain on every social media platform. I understand that. I just don't like it. Um, the best part about YouTube, you know, as I'm growing on YouTube, I am having the opportunity to connect with people all over the world, you know, people I would not know otherwise. And just, I think that is the best part that the, the reach that it has, not even the people and everything, but I mean, the viewers and everything and the audience and the numbers that it does, none of all that I get to connect with people. I get to, uh, talk about their journeys, learn their interesting stories. And I think that is one of the best parts that part that a YouTube audience has given me. I think that I am, I am, I am, I am entering in, into, into the journey of uh, looking into different wave of how I can make architecture. And one of the things that I was uh, uh, very interested in to draw this concept in my mind is how I can make architecture uh, 
into a podcast, how I can make architecture into a song, how I can make architecture into different ways. You, you that you're an architect in a, in a content created, do you think that architecture, it can be made from videos? Uh, I mean, yes, I, I don't think at the end of the day, it would be architecture. It, uh, and I think, you know, you can do a lot. I think this, it comes broader into the category of design in that case, and not just specifically architecture. Uh, in my mind, I'm, I, I still think about architecture as something built, you know, uh, until it's not built, it's a nice design. It is, uh, there are a lot of theoretical projects out there and, you know, uh, but how much ever you create those visuals, you can't physically experience a space through, uh, photographs, through videos. And I think one of the biggest parts of architecture is physically experiencing one space. And so I think, you know, uh, you can surely be inspired, but I, I don't think it would, it would be completely part of an part of architecture. In that case, it would be inspired by it. It would be allied to it. It will be in, in a broader design category, but I don't think it will strictly be, uh, in the architecture category, having said that, of course, you can get inspired by architecture and, you know, spin off into anything that you want to, the space is unlimited, especially in today's climate, uh, with, uh, social media, just spreading things like wildfire, you have the opportunity to create whatever it is that you want to create any piece of art that you want to create, whether those are videos, whether those are renders, images, you want to create a music, uh, who are these guys? Uh, I think it was Pink Floyd, right? Three of the band members were studying architecture. They wrote a song about architecture and their experience with it. So, you know, you can do, you can create, and it comes into a broad category of art. You can create whatever art you want, especially in today's, uh, with today's social media. But again, it's art. Yeah. It is, it is still something virtual. It is still something non-physical. And so I, that is why I don't think I would, I would categorize it strictly into architecture. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but however, I think that I seen in this way that YouTube as a platform and, and internet evenly is a, it's an intangible thing. You cannot touch it. It's a thing that is over there and you know there is there and you connected and you are connected with the world and that's crazy but at the end you cannot touch it it's not a physical thing um, and and the experience and at the end is in a space that is not tangible that is not tangible but at the end is in a space and when you have any space and you create in this space at the end yes it's not a it's not a physical thing However, is something is a is is a space of creation, and maybe that that's the, the that's that's the conclusion that it's not it's not architecture, because architecture is meant to be uh, physical things for humans and or or even spaces for humans, but is uh, is something that you can create that you create 
uh, into a space for humans. And it is something relative, you know, it's just in uh, the end, you, you describe it in a nice way, art. And talking about that, I think that you have a gift of, of, of a storytelling. You're very good telling stories. Uh, and, and at the end, uh, the guy who tells stories uh, in the past was the most popular guy because they, <laughs> they used to sit in, on the fire and the, there is one guy that is telling you the story about the about random things. And I think that you have that gift. Uh, share with us tips to put a story together in a, such a smooth way. What do you think that is those kind of things? Mm, you know, when you were you saying that storytelling thing, the only thing that was coming to my mind is uh, Game of... Have you seen Game of Thrones? So the last episode, even though the last season was whatever it was, I think they could have broken it down and made much better two seasons. But anyway, the last episode, and I think it was Tyrion who said that it was one of his final dialogues in that whole scene where he said, you know, uh, it, it is the man with the greatest story and who has the best story than somebody who, uh, who the brand, the broken, who now went on to become the king. I don't know why that just came into my mind as soon as you said that. Um, but you know, I think the best way, the reason I think I, and progressively I've gotten better over time. I've seen my old things. When I started, it was, uh, it was shit. There's no other, <laughs> it was not good. Uh, and But nevertheless, that was where I started from. Nobody starts from, a hundred everybody starts at one yeah. right you don't even start at a 10 or a 20 you start at one uh, yes. and I remind myself that you know when I'm I don't do gym weightlifting I've never done it properly I've done exercises all my life I've done yoga all my life I don't do weightlifting that much. when I start to lift weights I legit looks at me like lift it and I'm like I'm trying <laughs> So, you know, whatever you do, you start uh, at a place, you start at whatever place you start from and then you gradually grow up. So, storytelling is also a skill that uh, you just get better with, uh, get, get better at with time. And I think the way you get better at it is by observing and absorbing other things out there. So, you know, I think one of the greatest, I, I am a fan of a lot of creators, a lot of uh, YouTubers out there. They don't create anything in relation with architecture. I rarely watch architecture related content on YouTube. My YouTube content, like the feed is always filled with uh, amazing documentaries, inspiring stories, uh, random news pieces, like you would not, and those are all interesting things. You would not think that such a thing would have ever happened. And they tell the story in such an interesting way. So I think it's just learning from them. And so you, you sometimes realize, you know, as you're watching that, you realize, you know, if nothing else, the way that the person framed this sentence or how he put this sentence forward, the way he's speaking it where he paused, I notice these, these things now more than ever. And that just helps me 
be a better storyteller i guess is just watching a lot of things that i like and observing sort of why i like it as well and so i think that is an it's an amazing skill you know because at the end if you know how to put together a story you can sell whatever you want and at the end in True. architecture i think that one of the things that are missing is that uh, at least in my school was that they don't show me how to how to sell things how to sell ideas how to how to transform this idea into a story and that story uh, bring you to a great uh, article to to share it with the people True. and 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 i think that one 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 that you realize that aspect and that aspect have be the secret to grow in social media so what do you think this there is and what other components would you add into your box of secrets about to grow in social media ah um you know if you want to grow on social media one is understanding your platform so youtube facebook instagram uh snapchat twitter even though they're all social media platforms they don't function the same way right uh and the audience doesn't use the platforms in the same way so i think one key aspect of understanding and growing on social media is is knowing your audience on that platform and how they use that platform i don't put a lot of stuff out on facebook anymore because uh, i've realized a lot of my f- a lot of people who use facebook are just old people you know uh my content most of it is driven towards youngsters driven towards uh young graduates people um so you know even though it, it wasn't that my content wasn't doing well on facebook i just understand under- understood that you know a different strategy is needed i still not figured it out but a different strategy is needed so one i would just say understand the platform that you're on and what kind of it it starts with what would you like to see on that platform and then you can slowly grow from there the other thing is consistency uh you have to be really really consistent with social media social media is a uh constantly hungry baby <laughs> you need to feed it and you need to feed it a lot it's an endless you just keep giving 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 until you realize that you need to take breaks as well which i did last year and i started taking breaks every few months then i take like some days off where i do nothing and like i'm done for a few days so you know uh, but on instagrams i i range from like 2 to 4 posts a day so either and because of my feed as well uh, i have to sort of maintain that very feed so uh, it goes from 2 to 4 posts per day uh with that you also have to so when i'm thinking about content for instagram i have to think like in in piles i have to keep ideas with me i have to sort of if i'm recording stuff i'm recording the daily facts i record 10 together so that i have things to sort of keep rolling out every day i have a lot of post ideas just stacked up so uh, that is sort of the preparation that i keep for instagram and then i keep rolling them out 
YouTube on the other hand, I realized, you know, with Bless Dark, uh, things were doing much better when I was just posting once a week. It needs so so now I put in a lot more effort into that one video, yeah, and I just post once a week. You know, there's this channel called uh, Curse Kazat, and they create these animated videos online, and and they'll explain con. from complex philosophical things to complex scientific things like what if you blow up a nuke under water what would happen so they create those animations and everything and they tell you what would I, so they first research about it and then they create those animations they tell you they also have beautiful philosophical videos all of them animated and they take a month to create one video so in one month they just create one video but you know when that stuff comes out that it's quality stuff right so uh so there is that you need to sort of understand with social media what your audience wants and that changes over time as well yeah and whatever your consistency rate is you need to sort of maintain that if it's one video per week on youtube then you maintain the one video per week if it's uh four posts per day on instagram you maintain that four posts per day So on YouTube, I also started a the a new one called Blessed Dark Daily, which is just started like a few days ago, and there I sort of post all my shorts, all my videos, and trim down portions of that, and I post on that every day, around three to four videos on it every day. That's that's super interesting. I think that I'm agree in terms of the two aspect aspects, know your 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 platform and uh, and really really be consistent in your in your content. And I, one of the things that I'm facing right now with this, uh, with with this podcast actually is lack of time and lack of energy into because I have two jobs, <laughs> and and also I run two podcasts, so it's crazy now. Oh, That's and really course, crazy. I have a life. <laughs> I need to sleep, and I have a, I have a fiance <laughs> to make happy. You know, and and in in this super. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say hard, but it's super. It's it's drawing you uh, with uh, all your energy, and I think that one of one of the things that we was talking uh, uh, behind the call was that you dedicate 100% to 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 share content in social media, and yeah. to to create content. How is going that so far? How is going that when 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 is became financial viable? for you to to dedicate 100% into this so uh you know i had a job till february i left that job after since march and so i was in the same boat i i mean not as much work as you but i was still sort of uh, creating content for me and my other job was also creating content so i was creating comp- content for the company as well And so there was a time where when when I used to work for that company, I used to go, I used to wake up and I used to leave my house at seven in the morning, reach, and I used to come back at like twelve one. So ten to six, I used to work for the company and whatever work I had for the day. Before that and after that, I used to do work for Blessed Art. And my boss also knew that. One of the reasons he hired me was looking at Blazdark, looking my content, looking at my content. He really liked it, and he wanted similar things for his company. So he was also very, very supportive of that. So um, that is how used to, how I used to dedicate my time. Uh, 
since i've sort of left my job i would just say things have become easier in terms of now i i i can put my mind to 10 different places together like i'm still doing all the work i need to do and yet sort of uh, preparing and doing whatever it is that i need to do for maybe 10 videos down the line as well and creating good stuff connecting with more people so i have time for a lot more things one thing that i'm doing is i'm not taking uh let's say my time lightly and when i say that i, I what i'm trying to say is a lot of times people in in this sort of hustle culture forget to forget that you are in a way a machine a machine that you need to shut down every night a machine that you need to feed a machine everything all your thoughts are also at the end of the day biochemical reactions they are a, a huge huge part of that is what you put into your body your body becomes and so you know uh, in that terms also i have started um, taking care of myself much better uh whether it is in terms of exercise whether it is in, it is in terms of sleep or it is in terms of food because right now i'm also back home uh pandemic times everybody sort of moved back home we had a second wave right now we might have a third wave soon i'm not sure so we still home everything is still shut down so yeah. there is that but staying home the first wave we were all eating junk and doing whatever but that took such a toll on everybody's mental health and this time around at least at my house everybody is much better because everybody exercises everybody eats better and that sort of forms the basis of of how much energy you have throughout the day so i think with blessed dark also i i genuinely i think have more energy because i'm taking better care of myself and then uh, the financial part of it you know that was one big question of um when i was leaving my job is you know uh, the reason you have a job is to sort of <laughs> earn money <laughs> and then you do your side you, you want to grow whatever you want to grow but at the same time you also want to keep earning and that is why you keep the job and that was the baseline for me that is why i was doing my job and nicely each and every day is you know how much ever you like it for me it was a stepping stone it was always a stepping stone it was not where i eventually just want a final place it was a stepping stone so you know i questioned myself a lot before leaving my job and at the end of the day i think my channel is still not as much financially viable as i would like it to be it is i'm not saying it is not it is at a much better place where it was a year ago i couldn't even think of where my channel is right now but i it's still not at a place where i want it to be uh, so i'm sort of also looking at different ways that i can monetize the audience monetize the channel and earn more money from it i think it's a it's a process that keeps evolving as time goes by as well and you just get better at understanding you know what are the different ways with which you can earn while doing what you like to do yes so that just gets better with time i am so it sort of all of the things came together at the same time i left my job came back home and as soon as i came back home i think within a few 
weeks the second wave hit and hit hard so everything was shut down once again the whole city streets are empty everything is shut down and so we were any which way we were all forced back inside which uh you know again it gave a lot of time to people to spend online to sort of engage with content to create more content and so yeah it has been going well since then as well i again it's not completely where i want it to be but it's getting there and i it's a process it, yeah. once you decide to take a leap you take that leap even if things don't work out you can always uh you know have a plan b in mind you don't need to thoroughly think it over because i think the more you structure your plan b you might not work on your plan a <laughs> yeah. but but you know uh, be practical about it and uh, at the end of the day if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out you gave it your all yeah and if it and i always had this in mind if blessdark still at this point also doesn't work out i'll find something else to do of course and uh, that then you basically have a great experience in that process yeah exactly i mean there's nothing at the end of the day keeping this in mind you know when you died there's nothing that you're going to take with you yeah at all whether it's your experience whether it's your money whether it's anything that you accumulate you are not going to take anything with you with you so you know if one chapter is over you let it be over and if it's really over i mean you do everything that you can if it at the end, you take that leap when you when it feels right if it doesn't work out change directions but you know one thing is don't keep changing directions every few why you won't get anywhere if you keep changing directions every little while so yeah. if you like a path walk it keep walking it if it doesn't work out you know you can any which way go on to another path life is endless life is limitless uh And you know there are loads of possibilities out there. You just have to try things out. Yes, for sure. And I think that I'm agree with you in terms of uh, how do you see the life that hey, we only have one life. Let's let's have fun. And it is. Do it has become want. like that much more since the past. I think a year or so now. Uh, because again, I had gotten since the past year or so now. I've gotten much more into. practicing yoga every day doing meditation every day and i don't think i also did not realize how much practicing something every day can help alter your mindset and you know better your perspective towards life but it has yes again because it's biochemical reactions your brain yes. at the end of the day so you don't even realize it's happening but slowly and steadily it does and you just get more chill in life i agree i agree But well, we are having the this the final part of this podcast. Um, I would like to know two things. One, give me your top five architects, your favorite architects. Okay, uh, it's not necessary um, that it can be one. Just give me five that you really, really think that are the best for your your favorite thing. Daniel Lebiskin is one. Ah, uh, master. Ah, hundred percent. Yeah, I. More than anything else, I love the thought that goes in behind his projects. Yeah. So there is actually my 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 favorite architect, and actually I met him in New York. 
It's you did? Guy. Yeah. How was it? Um, actually, I, I, back in the past, I was president of the Studio Association in Honduras. And I invite him to a conference. For a number of reasons, he, he cannot uh, attend. However, he do uh, 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 a webinar by, by video call. And I remember okay. that, he, that he told me like, okay, Max, I never do this. Like, it's going to be my first and the last time that I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I'm going to do it for your letters. You really, I really share your passion and your way of thinking, and I'm going to do it for you. And I was like, wow, that means a lot for That's me. That's amazing. So there is this, I think one year ago, I went to New York uh, because I have a meeting with Bianca Ingos. And, and I arrived, Daniel, hey, Daniel, can I go to say hi? And she, he told me like, hey, come. And I, when, I, when I met him, I see a little bit, I, I have another uh, perspective. I was, I think that he was like much older than you see. However, he looks so young, but with so much energy. I was impressed. He, he looks like a guy of 25 with that same energy. And I was like, wow, this, this guy is amazing. So it's, that's my story. I, I wish I can uh, do a podcast with him in the future or at least That'd be amazing. having a, a nice conversation with him. That's amazing. So, yeah. All right. Um, so there's Daniel Leviskin. Uh, so I would, I would tell you five architects, but I do not all like them just for their design. There are different aspects that I like about each architect. So uh, I think one of them is Zaha. Of course. <laughs> and Zaha, the, the reason I admire her is not just because of, obviously there are a lot of forms, a lot of buildings of hers that I like. But what I like most is, is her journey. And, you know, the, uh, it is about, it is more about her character. It is more about her strength. Uh, and, uh, she going on to achieve and creating such a big empire is, is what I am much more fascinated by in her is, uh, I think till today, uh, when I see around me as well, it's not very hard to notice a there's always this thing about, you know, that women are not treated equally. If you actually open your eyes, they're not in a lot of fields in a lot of ways in each and every day, uh, from the smallest, from household level to a top CEO level, they're not. And in that case, when you see such a successful woman and hear about her stories and everything that she gone through to, she took 10 years to, she didn't build anything for 10 years. Yeah. And I was just, just thinking, I, first of all, first my mind would be, how was she sustaining herself for 10 years? And, you know, uh, but even though she had a lot of appreciation for her work, none of the work was built. She had appreciation for a, a lot of her work, but it's her journey that sort of really inspires me. So there's a deed. Um, Actually, I have a, another study for that. It, uh, it's related to that. I met this guy, Patrick Schumacher. 
Um, yeah. And, and in, in the same journey, I was uh, president. So I invite Patrick to come. He really came to do a conference here. And he was telling in the, in the, in the lecture about that he basically worked for Lava, worked for Saha 10 years, like almost for free. It's just her vision and her passion about in the specific uh, in the yeah. specific way of how to see the life in architecture and they do all these 10 years competitions competitions and competition competition so how we used to say hey we're gonna win that one don't worry <laughs> imagine being 10 years like that, <laughs> that come on <laughs> like imagine 10 years That's giving crazy. your 10 years to to something even though they i think they they kept winning things they did win things uh within that tenure it's not like they did not at all but before their first project could actually be built that opportunity came after 10 years yeah and just sticking to your guns for a whole decade yeah, yeah. it's uh, crazy it's crazy yeah even even daniel you know daniel first his first yeah, building I think- was 50 years when he was yeah. 50 years, like, come on. True. <laughs> when he, 50 years is... <laughs> I think his, his very first was a Jewish museum, right? Yes. If yes. I'm not wrong. He's the, yeah. the, the, the first one. He was professor uh, and he was musician. But it's amazing. It's amazing. That's, that's consistency. Consistency is the yeah. key of, of everything. So you have the Daniel and Saha. Yeah. The third, I would say, is BV Doshi. Uh, I've I've been hearing a lot of his talks lately, and it's not just his his way to way of talking about architecture. His just outlook towards life yeah. is something that I relate to nowadays a lot more. Uh, when he talks about a lot of the Indian systems of of yoga, of education, of living your life, uh, I think. That is something right now I resonate with a lot. So I think, uh, and then I can see how that is translating into the spaces that he creates. So uh, whether it is, you know, the play with light, the play with natural elements, understanding, uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's very, very basic, you know, uh, that you go, go to a building. And you suddenly just feel better in that building. Oh, There's something about that building is, is just, att- you can't even pinpoint what it is. It's just attractive. It yeah. is, it's beautiful, but it's, it also just feels better. Even the climate inside feels better because the architect had, could understand simply that, you know, a user, how he would want to behave inside yeah. and at what cl- he built his own office and he made it subterranean because Ahmedabad, where he built his office, gets really, really hot. Gets yeah. really hot. Like the roads one year started melting. It's that hot. Yes. Uh, so he made it subterranean and inside his building, it's much cooler. Yeah. So, you know, there is that aspect, you know, when an architect can just make you feel good in their buildings, I think that is a very plus, big 100%. plus for me. 100%. Then there is uh, Vyake and okay. the reason, yeah, the reason, yeah, it, <laughs> the reason I like him is, is he's a, again, he's a great storyteller. I think. Yeah. He can, he's his super talks, good. He's super yeah. good in this profession to be an architect because he sells the idea so good. True. A lot of people don't realize, you know, in, in architecture, just like in any other profession, any other business, 
इट इज अ लॉट अबाउट सेलिंग अर आइडियाज नॉट जस्ट अबाउट क्रिएटिंग दैम नॉट जस्ट अबाउट ऑब्वियसली यू हैव टू डू ऑल ऑफ दैट यू हैव टू बी गुड एट वॉट यू डू बट यू ऑल्सो हैव टू बी रियली गुड एट हाउ यू सेल इट हाउ यू प्रेजेंट इट सो आई थिंक ही डज दैट रियली वेल and that is something people can learn from a lot i have seen a lot of architects create amazing things but they're not good speakers they're not able to sell their design even though i know they put their heart and soul into their design and created these amazing things they're not able to talk about it yeah. uh in a way that that would feel interesting yeah so i think that is something that a lot of people can learn from 100% and That's what is your four. last one <laughs> let me think hmm i think i would say the loads of names coming to mind but i think i would just pick charles korea uh again just like bb doshi uh you go to his buildings you just feel good i didn't know for the longest time so charles korea in my own city jaipur has built two buildings Oh. one of the buildings so i used to just admire i used to look at that building while we used to drive by <laughs> and cool. i used to look at it and like yeah this looks good and then i found out he built it i'm like oh that is why it looks good <laughs> that, that that happened to me when i was i think in florida in near to miami and i was like in a building in a university and the university looks amazing it was like wow this thing is just out of the world and uh, i don't remember that i was with aunt and she told me like i you need to go to see this building you want to like and i was like oh come on this this building is too spectacular to regular guys can be built it and i found out that it was built for uh, by santiago calatrava <laughs> and i was sure that he was uh, special mean, <laughs> santiago calatrava all his buildings i don't know about you know they would his buildings are a piece of sculpture yeah yeah i think all his buildings are just i have never seen his buildings like i've never been physically to any of his buildings but all of them just look good yeah <laughs> and if nothing else you would know that a santiago carrera project will look good and look amazing and look you know it will catch your attention no, for sure it has it has a very clear signature into the buildings So, hey, uh, blessed arc. I was, uh, I feel very comfortable in this talk. Unfortunately, uh, this is the by the, the end of the conversation, and I hope that you guys that you shared the experience with us have a have a good time like me uh, in this night conversation with with Rich Up. And come on, if you went this far. go follow <laughs> like we we are almost friends right right now so go follow uh we're going to share more content please go to bless arc youtube channel instagram in all the social media you can enjoy his content he is uh it's a pleasure to have with have to have you and thank you for 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 all this talk and this 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 space in your agenda you know anytime it was a pleasure to be here and you know i had a great time Usually I don't like to talk about myself a lot but I had a lot of fun today <laughs> and uh thank you That's for amazing. that. That's amazing. Okay. See you guys. Bye bye.